Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm here with Daniel Villarin, and we're going to shoot a podcast right now because we feel God has given us a direction. But before we start, I just want to give a little bit of a background check. Um, a couple nights ago, um, God gave me a dream. And this dream, it was about me and Daniel and a couple of other friends. We were at the beach, and I felt... You know, it was a dream. I was conscious. But the thing was, um, the the day before I had that dream that God gave me, um, me and Daniel, we were talking. And because my sister Dana, um, she invited us to go to the beach. And we basically said, you know, we would love to go, but we don't we don't feel the direction of the Holy Ghost to go. Uh, to go. We don't feel a release in our spirit. So... Me and Daniel decided, you know, yeah, I mean, we kind of want to go, but, you know, if it, if God doesn't want us to go, we're not going to go then. But it was, I felt like it was something when I, when we said that, I had the dream the next day. And in the dream, it was like we were in almost like a plaza at the beach. And it was like where all the, the restaurants and the stores were in that type of area. And the thing was, I I didn't even realize we were at the beach, but in the dream, all of a sudden, um, Daniel said, oh, did you hear? And I said, hear what? And he said, oh, I'm here for the baptism and the Bible study. So I basically was like, what? And then it hit my mind, we're at the beach. And then I felt like God in that moment, in that instant, in the dream told me that we were at the beach. And I woke up, I immediately, I think I wrote it down, and then I called Daniel, and I said, hey, God gave me this dream, and I think God is probably calling us to go to the beach on Thursday. And I talked to my dad about it, he said he's probably calling you, and what happened today was, um, and I want you to talk about this, um, it got, basically God told Daniel to pray at 5.30 um, just for extra direction because I w- we basically like asked God like whoever this person is you want us to baptize or to teach a Bible study to let it be done and Daniel I want you to talk about what happened at 5.30 basically and you know it's it's interesting because even though we have to wait for God to do something. It's producing patience. And even yeah. though we may not get results right away, it doesn't mean that God is ignoring us. In fact, he's He's testing us, basically. Mm-hmm. So, Daniel, I want you to take it away. It was... Well, we'd have to take it at least till, or back to yesterday because God spoke to me and He said that I would have to wake up the next following morning at 5.30 to receive description about how this person is going to look like. And I was like, okay, God. And then comes to the night before I go to sleep and I try to go into prayer. But I have, I don't hear the voice of God. I, I don't have any sort of direction as to, like I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't feeling his spirit, but I still decided to pray. But then God um, told me, and he said, you're going to have to wait till 5.30. Fast forward, 5.30 comes in the morning. I wake up, 
And I'm excited to see what God is about to show me. I place, um, I'm going to just share a bit of detail too. Like when, when there's a bit of light that I'm still able to see in my room, I, I like to place a blindfold over my eyes so that I'm just zoning out all or blocking off all sorts of light. So it's just me and God. But same instance, I didn't get anything in that moment of time. And then it wasn't until later in the day today where I spoke to Dylan about this and we just, we've come to the agreement that this was just God having us practice obedience in, in terms of having to see if we're actually going to go out of our way to see what what's going to happen, whether or not if something is going to happen, even if he calls us to a certain point in time, are we still going to make the effort to go even though there's not going to be something that happens? But the beauty in it is that we actually broke it down even further, and I want Dylan to touch base on this, is because even though it might have seemed that we didn't do anything, we were actually doing something. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to just say one thing, and I'm going to have Dylan take it away. We decided to do a prayer walk uh, across the shore, and we, we were blasting gospel music on my speaker at, at the same time holding on to our scripture, like our, our Bibles and stuff. And I want Dylan to touch base on this. But since... We were we were going the with the intent we went to the beach with the intent that someone was gonna get baptized. But no one got <clears throat> baptized today. But that's not a bad thing, you know. Right. It's it was God having to show us that whether or not something's gonna happen, whether or not because his ways are not our ways. Amen. And his plans are not our plans. And we're not sure if this person backed out from having to go, if this person was called to God to come to the beach, whether this person just decided not to go, we're not sure. But the thing is, we were just practicing obedience. And I want Dylan to take it away in terms of the fact that we just decided to do prayer walk. Um, The thing that's interesting, too, is we read online, or my dad did, that like all the beaches were closed. Mm-hmm. And then um, my sister looked it up and was like, no, they're, they're not closed. And then my dad read something that um, the governor of California is closing all the beaches starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting to me because I felt like something was going to happen today. And it was going today was going to be the day. It wasn't going to be tomorrow. The beaches were going to be closed. Mm-hmm. Something significant was going to happen today. And like Daniel said, we came into the intent that somebody was going to get baptized and receive a Bible study. And I may, and here's the thing, we may not know why this happened. We may not know if if the person backed out or Mm -hmm. if God wanted us to be more equipped or it wasn't the right time or we were, we were led by the spirit. It's just God was testing us, whether, whatever it is that didn't change the fact that we were still obedient. Mm-hmm. And that if God told us to go, whether anything happened or not, then we were going to go anyways. And the thing is that we came into the expectancy that someone was going to get baptized in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And an interesting that interesting thing that happened was, so as Daniel said, we were doing prayer walks. But before the prayer walks, we basically... 
I pulled out my Bible. And this thing was really interesting because I literally held it out in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I literally went to Daniel. I, I called it Bible Roulette. Mm-hmm. I literally just opened the Bible. And I was like, whatever scripture lands on, you know, I'm going to see that as direction. It's something that I just used to do. And sometimes God will speak to me like that. Sometimes he won't. Um, but the interesting th- thing was it would usually stay on a page. And we were outside. And what happened was the wind was blowing the pages. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because it was blowing them to specific ones. And then it was like the scriptures were basically speaking to us and like the wind was moving them. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because at one point the wind was moving. I was holding out the Bible and these, what, probably like four or five pages. Yeah. They weren't turning. They were sticking right yeah. up. It was like wavering. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what that means because usually a page would just turn. Yeah. But these pages were just staying up and mm-hmm. they were wavering. Yes. And it was it was it was really interesting. And so I we decided, you know, let's play some apostolic music. If if this person isn't gonna come or or if if they backed out or something, you know, we're gonna attract more people and we're gonna be a blessing and be a conduit and and be a witness to somebody. So like Daniel said, we got a speaker, we started playing gospel music, and mm-hmm. we literally walked from the other side and back to the beach. I was just holding out my Bible, I would sometimes read it, I would sometimes just show it, and then, like me and Daniel, we would look up different things to see, like, um, what what's the meaning of different things in scripture and stuff, and if it, if it correlates to different things in, in today's society, but the thing was, like, as we were walking... And I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna just be real. Um, before we even got to the beach, and Daniel told me about this, we felt something like, like almost a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that we had to deal with. But it was really cool because right when we walked with our the with the word of God and the music, the fear just left. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fearful, and. It was, it was really awesome and relieving. And the cool thing was, and this is how I believe we did the will of God that day, whether or not that person was there or not, mm-hmm. but we felt a release in our spirit. Yes, we did. We felt peace when we were walking because we were able to touch lives. We were able to be a witness. And yes, obviously we did social distancing, um, but we were able to, we were able to blast apostolic music music that's from true apostolic people and true apostolic artists and that's something that's really cool yes and we were just having the word of god in our hands and before before we we even went to the beach we had we went into deep prayer mm-hmm. and basically just put on the full armor of god but i'm going to share something with you guys and i feel like it needs to be shared in the holy ghost and to be honest, I don't even know what the title of this video is going to be. I'm just, just going to title it The Flow of the Holy Ghost because I, I believe God's just taking me into, into a completely different di- uh, direction, direction yeah. yes, that we thought we were going to go. But here's the thing. This is what God showed me when we were in deep prayer. 
so previously, a, a while back, maybe a month ago, God showed me this vision. It was of these soldiers, and they were in medieval armor, mm. and there were on rows upon rows, there were millions, thousands of yeah. these soldiers. It was so much, and I felt God speak to me, that's the Lord's army. And, then, yeah. and a particular person in our prayer group that we had, he showed me their face, and it was in one of the soldiers' armor. And I felt like God prompted me and told me he wanted me to speak this out and say, you know, this person is going to be mightily used in my army. And the thing was, today, God showed me that vision again. But what he showed me was those people that have the armor, that's not their armor. Mm. That's my armor. Amen. And you have to keep in mind when we put on the full armor of God, it's not armor. It's not our armor. It's yeah. God's armor. Mm-hmm. And it's, it says it's the armor of God. Yes. And we have to make sure, because this is what the Lord told me, and it's really interesting. He said, those that are in my army, they're going to have my armor. Mm-hmm. And I believe, and I'm going to challenge you guys to do this. If you're going out anywhere, if it's not in a church setting, in fact, you should even put the armor of God in a church setting. Mm-hmm. doesn't Most matter definitely. where you are. Yeah. But I feel like God is calling us to put on the armor of God. Because the Lord's army, if we're not putting on his armor, we're putting on something else that's not of God. Because if you think about it, helmet of salvation, that is of God. Yes. Breastplate of righteousness, that is of God. Mm-hmm. The belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, those things are of God. And that though that armor almost basically covers everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you're not if you're if you have an armor outside of that, that armor's not of God. It's true. And mm-hmm. the thing is, we have to remember, as apostolics, we need to put on the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. We need to put on the full armor of God, whether wherever we are going. Yes. It needs to be put on because the army, of the Lord's army, is going to have the armor of God. That's what God showed me. Yes. And we have to keep in mind and make sure that um, that we have that armor on and that we're not just going into spiritual warfare blindly. Because I'm going to tell you this, and I want Daniel to talk about this. When we go outside into the world, it's mm-hmm. almost like a spiritual battle, especially yeah. the beach. Yeah, It's it's a spiritual battle. Now, I mm-hmm. want Daniel to touch base on there this. Was, I like how we're touching base on this, but um, just to... Just to add on to what Dylan was trying to make me uh, branch off of. Just to think that there's already spirits roaming land and stuff, right? And the water of Earth, like, it covers most of it. There's, there's, where, there's way more water than there is land. And the crazy fact is that there's actually spirits that lurk inside that water too and just to think when you're going to the beach you're facing something that is way bigger than what you're used to already yeah. and just to think that it's water and like when those waves pick up you have no control over that there's no there's no control over the fact that these waves could topple you over and stuff but just to think that there's way more out there than there is land and 
spirits roam free. And there was this um, brother Ryan, uh, my cousin, touched base on this. There was this one uh, author who was it? That? Stephen King. Stephen King. He, I was told that he actually sits close to the shore. And then he gets inspiration from having to just sit in that position and having to get inspiration from that. Sorry about that. But anyways, just for the all-knowing fact that he was getting inspiration from spirits that lurk out of the water. It's, it's, it's sort of daunting and to think that like, wow, there's actually way more that we don't know of. You know, but that's the thing. You having to be equipped with that sort of armor, with the, with the armor of God. You're going to be able to go into these places and to claim that this is God's land. This is our ground, you know. And I just also want to touch base on the fact that this is preparation phase. This These podcasts that we've been doing, like all the preachings we've been hearing for the past couple months now it's just been it's just been about preparation like are you willing to actually answer your calling because that's just the first step and then after that you're just gonna have to grow with God after you you're going on about with your calling this is just preparation phase and I, I just want to touch base on something that we encountered with and I feel like it'd be best if we share it on podcasts we believe that we came in touch with a recruiting angel. Yeah. An angel that was going around to those souls who who are willing to actually physically sign away their lives in order to fight within these end times. And it's it might seem scary, but for the fact that there was an angel and let, let's just touch base on this. I went to Dylan's um, current, like we're, we're at Dylan's house as of right now. But I went to Dylan's house for his birthday. But when I left, Dylan called me and he said that there was a presence that was still lurking around there. Yeah. And it, it, instantly, it instantly made sense into my mind. And God spoke into my spirit that there's an angel waiting for me to come back. Because I have unfinished business there. And so and behold, we, I come back a couple days later. And then we were, we were having fellowship, you know. We were, we were going about our way. We were just having fun and stuff like that. But it was as if the angel was waiting till we went into deep intercession. Yeah. Once we started calling out the fact that faith invites angelic behavior and stuff like that. And right when we started going into deep prayer, God told me, I'm going to need you to speak, but you're going to have to kneel right in front because uh, we've been doing uh, Google Hangout calls for our group prayer meeting. And I'm pretty sure if you've been following through with the podcast that you know that we've been having group prayer calls and we'll we'll be um, adding that. We'll, we'll be putting like, well, we'll pretty much like have it be as if like you're able to join in as well yeah. if you want. But just for the all-knowing fact, God told me you're gonna you're gonna kneel, you're gonna take a knee, and you're gonna face this you're gonna face the screen. But in my head, I was like, God, I don't know what am I gonna say. 
And then God said, take a knee first. I took a knee and then God starts, I start flowing with the Holy Ghost and I just start uttering words. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even my sort of flow. I never say those type of, like, I have not, I don't have that flow when I'm normally talking. And it's, I spoke it into existence that there was, a, there was an angel that was there that was waiting for me to come back, that was recruiting people, asking them to physically sign to be ready to fight in these end times. And I want Dylan to touch base about this in a bit, but just for the all-knowing fact that we're living in a time where things have to be dealt with seriously. And I, I, I was spoken to this morning and I posted this on my story this morning and God spoke into my spirit that there is going to be no baby steps anymore. There is none. Because we also need to take into account that if these end times are coming as fast as it is already, there is no time in order for us to be breaking down each and everything so slow. Everyone's going to have to be receiving a crash course about everything. People are going to need to be put up to speed. And I feel like that's what I've been placed with in my position. I don't know if you guys know this, but just... A couple months back, I went back all the way to, like, I, let's just say I was a backsliding um, pastor's kid, 100%. Not wanted nothing to do with church. And then God throws me a curveball, and now I'm here, willing to do all it is that it is for God. But it took me to go from square one. Just a couple months ago, I went all the way back to Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth. I went all the way back to Adam and Eve. I knew nothing about Paul, Samuel. I knew nothing about barely even knowing that David was actually the David that became king. I, I don't know if you know that, but I didn't know that. You know, like, But just for the all-knowing fact that even for myself, in my experience, this is just a crash course. You know, and this is just preparation phase. And I'm going to preach to someone for a moment. If you're not willing to be a sponge right now, and if you're not willing to take in all it is that God is putting out there, you're not going to be ready for what's about to come. You just aren't. And it's the sad truth because a lot of people are deciding to backslide within these moments in time. Pastor's kids are not even following through with the word. They had a foundation, but now they want nothing to do with it. And I'm seeing this time and time again, and it's just, it's just a cycle. It's, it's scary. It's, it doesn't sit well with my spirit for the fact that we're not sure if these people that we love are going to make it. And that's what gets me to pray each and every day. That's what gets me to keep going and to stand up for my faith because I don't want to settle with anything. I'd rather suffer now than to burn in hell. And hear me out when I say that. I'd rather suffer now. And I, I was just talking to one of um, our close family friends yesterday. And he straight up just told me, I can't wait till all this is over. And I looked at him and I said, me too. But guess what? 
if God is still waking us up each and every day, there, that must mean that there's still something yeah. that needs to be done. There's still someone that needs to be preached to. There's still someone worth praying for. There's still time worth having to be used to worship God. There's still time and effort. There's still a destiny to fulfill. You know, and we can't let these iniquities get in the way of whatever God needs us to do because how selfish could we be in the end? From my testimony, I've been selfish for my whole life. I only wanted what I wanted for myself. I wanted to become famous. I wanted to be talented in every single thing that I've done. But it's just been only about me, 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 me. Then God throws a curveball on me and he says, what about what I want? And I'm here to preach to someone right now that you got to start waking up into seeing what God needs you to do. Because this is so much bigger than your own situation. You might be going through hell right now, but I promise you it's not hell right now. You're barely getting a smidget of what possibly could be. There's so much more to this. We need to stop being so selfish. We need to stop being so consumed by the fact that we've had it bad. And I want Dylan to take this away. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just being led by the Holy Ghost right now. But just for the fact, this is preparation phase. These preachings are just lining up perfectly, you know. We're preaching about iniquities having to be destroyed and having to love destiny. We're, we're having to go deeper and deeper into having to hear God's voice each and every day, following what God wants us to do. And this is what this one preacher said. I'm going to have Dylan take it away from here. He said, if you're approaching each and every day, asking what your flesh wants or seeking what your flesh wants first, it only makes it easier as time progresses. Your flesh will get the best of you if you try to put it first at all times. But Delphi, you take it away. Hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. You know who you are, and mm. God wants to tell you right now, you need to wake up now. You're not going to get a second chance tomorrow. You need Ooh. to wake up now. Jesus, yeah. iniquity it is self-will and what i want you to do right now this is so urgent this is so mm -hmm. important right now what i want you to do if you're listening to this to share this with somebody that that needs to hear this anybody share it on your story and i'm not even saying that to get views or plays that doesn't even matter anything no. to me at all whatsoever and god is my witness he knows that does that means nothing to me right now because God specifically wants me to tell you, whoever is watching, you need to wake up now. There's going to be a deadline tonight. There's going to be a deadline. Mm. When it hits the next day, you're not going to have a second chance. Mm. Right now, this is the mercy of God telling you. Are you going to be a spectator or are you going to be in this end time harvest? If you want to be in this end time harvest, this is what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to get on your face and ask God to cleanse you and forgive you of all mm -hmm. the iniquity. 
Because this is what God just showed me right now. If you're full of iniquity, how can you be in the Lord's army? Because mm. what a soldier does, it doesn't make the rules. The soldier mm. does not make the rules. Come on. What the soldier does is follow whoever is the commander. Yes. Your job as a soldier is to follow, do, and seek after the will of the Father. That is what you need to do. And if you're working in iniquity, God just showed me this. You're a rebellious soldier if you're working in iniquity. Mm-hmm. Come on. You need to submit to the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And I know your flesh, it can be so gruesome. It can make you feel like the worst person in the world. But the thing is, if you keep this up, you're not going to get another chance. This is your last chance if you want to be used in this end time harvest and this revival. You need to ask God to forgive you of all the iniquity. Because he's not going to use a soldier that's not going to be obedient unto him. He's going to find people that are going to be obedient to him. And like I said before, that God has given me. If you're not going to use what God has given you, he's going to give it to somebody who will. That person will probably do even a better job than you. Mm. And that's the sad truth. And I'm here to preach to somebody right now. And this is connecting to me right now. It is your job as an apostolic to branch out. What we did at the beach, we branched out. And we need to do that as a body. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just be straight up. God is calling a lot of people, but the thing is, when are we gonna actually start? Teaching what is taught to us. We go to Bible studies. We go to conferences. We even go to seminars. And some of those seminars even aren't led by the Spirit of God, but are led Mm. by man. And that's the sad truth. (laughs) But when are we going to even just start applying what is being taught to us? What good is a teaching if you never even apply it? (laughs) Do you think... Here's the thing. My father told me about this. This generation thinks this is what it was back then. Your success wasn't based on what knowledge you have, but it was based on what you obeyed. And that's the same thing with the kingdom of God. We're so focused on how much knowledge we have. Oh, I know this about the Bible. I'm Mm. a scholar. Mm. I know Greek and Hebrew. Well, guess what? It's not about what you know. And yes, knowledge is important. But if there is no obedience involved, then what is the point? Mm. Because you could have the knowledge and the revelation of the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name and the oneness of God and receiving the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in tongues. But if you never apply that, and I'm going to be straight up, you're not going to go to heaven. (sighs) That is your ticket into heaven. God is not going to ask you, okay, so what What did you know? What did you know? What did you do? What did you do? And I'm going to read Romans 13 right now. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Mm-hmm. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. Mm, And they that resist 
shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is a minister of God, a revenge to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm talking to you right now in the name of Jesus. Don't wait till this podcast is over right now. Do not wait mm, for this podcast to be over to forgive your to ask for forgiveness of iniquity. You need to get on your face right now. I don't even care if you have to pause this and listen to it another time. You need to listen to this right now. You need to get on your face right now. Remove all distractions. Remove all distractions. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. And I'm speaking to you in the boldness of the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Spirit right now. If you want to be used in this end time harvest, but you're not going to be willing to forgive your ask forgiveness for God to forgive you of iniquity, you are going to regret it. And you are going to regret it greatly. There's nothing more... There, there's something that's so depressing. Imagine you're, you're a... Uh, I'm going to just use an example. You're a football player. And your team, the season that you played on, they just had a bad season and rough season so you decided to quit and now you're placed in a position next year you're no longer on the team but you're spectating Mm -hmm. and the team that you're spectating used to you used to be a part of that team but now you can't do anything you're just a spectator you're not in the game (laughs) and I'm gonna tell you something when you see the people that are going to be in this game, and I'm not talking about a football game, no. I'm talking about something that's greater than this, an end-time harvest. When you see people that are going to be part of this end-time harvest, you are going to regret it. <laughs> You're going to regret it. It's true. And I'm here to tell you right now that you need, you need to wake up. Wake up now. There is an awakening that is happening. And this coronavirus is not, isn't isn't going to awaken you. I'm sorry, but God gave you your chance. But I'm going to tell you something. If you didn't take this chance, I'm sorry. But God is going to choose those who are going to do His will to be His soldiers. Mm-hmm. Who are going to submit to Him. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Think about it. God just popped this into my head. It's not about numbers. It's about unity. Because if we're in one accord, because Israel and in the story of Gideon, they may have been a small army, but they were unified. And the Midianites, what did they do? Israel didn't have to fight them. They fought against themselves. And the thing is, God is not... He, he's... He's not going to sacrifice quality over quantity. Mm. He's not. Because he's not going to have a Midianite army. He's going to have a Lord's army that is going to be powerful. 
mm-hmm. one that's going to submit to the will of Amen. God and not to the will of the flesh, not to the will of the things they want, but someone who is going to do the will of God. Yes. And I, I don't know how much time we have left, but um, I'm just going to close with this. And then, Daniel, I want you to pray over these people. And this is very urgent. Iniquity. That's what happened when Lucifer fell from heaven. He did what he wanted to do instead of what God wanted to do. And if you are willing, if you want to do what what iniquity is, self-will, your destiny isn't going to be in heaven. No, it's going to be somewhere else. Some place that is so horrible, too far to even bear. And this is what this is what God showed me one day. When he said Lucifer fell because of pride, he fell of self-will because he wanted to do, he wanted to do what he wanted to do. Entitlement. And you have to be careful because if you think you know it all and that you're better than everyone else, you're gonna have the same destiny that Lucifer had. Mm. And I'm here to tell you right now, and I'm gonna close with this. I'm gonna have Daniel pray because this needs to be needed. You need to repent of your iniquity. Mm-hmm. You need to. I don't know. if the, ugh, I can't remember what the exact address of this verse. But the spirit of iniquity doth already work. And God is going to choose people who are going to obey him. And not people that are going to do their own thing. Because he wants an army that is unified and submitted to him. Spiritual authorities. Your shepherd into the things of God and not your flesh. So, Daniel, I want you to pray right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, O Lord God. Thank you for obtaining mercy for us, O Lord God. Thank you for giving us mercy, O Lord Jesus. Forgive us, O Lord Jesus, if we've had any sort of iniquity, O Lord God, in the past hour, in the past couple hours, O Lord God, in the past day, O Lord Jesus, in the past week, O Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask, O Lord God, that these following days that we go into, O Lord Jesus, that we attack these days based on what you want for us, O Lord God, what you want us to do instead of our own iniquities, O Lord God. For we will attack each and every day guided by the Spirit, O Lord God. And we will not submit to our flesh no longer, O Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask, O Lord God, that you bless the individual that has stayed throughout this podcast, O Lord Jesus. Bless this individual, Lord God, and let it be that this message is shared, O Lord God, amongst all people, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we love you, O Lord God. Thank you. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I'm just going to say something before we close. I believe 100% that something's going to happen significant tomorrow. And the date today, April 30th, the next day after this, I believe God's going to do something powerful. God's going to do something anointed. God is going to do something mighty. May 1st, I believe God's going to do something powerful. May 1st, with the people that have cleansed themselves of their iniquity and truly turned from their self-will, God's going to do something in your life starting tomorrow. He's going to use you. Because why? You chose to be obedient and not obedient to your flesh, but obedient to the voice of God, what God wants, what He wants, what His will is. And I'm here to tell you, it's not worth it to sacrifice repentance 
and then be lost forever in eternity. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't want to be a spectator. I want to be a part of what God wants to do. So I close with this. You need to forgive yourself of iniquity. Iniquity cannot be found in your life. And yes, we may not do the will of God perfectly every single day, but we cannot always do what we want to do. We have to submit ourselves to the Lord. God bless every single one of you, and I hope this ministers to you. And in the name of Jesus, I pray that you receive this, and you're not just scrolling through this, but you actually took the time to listen. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. In the mighty name and the only saving name, Oh, God, given among men by which we must be saved. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. Amen. It's a little hot in here. It is. But I have to go. (laughs) I need a Coke with it. It's a 10-02. I'm going to start getting this. That it is hot as well. You called? No, you're out of here. You just got done with the podcast.